0: The Redefining Parenthood podcast focuses on building your family using a donor, featuring stories where a difficult trying-to-conceive journey has unexpectedly led them towards this path. I'm your host, Becky, also known as Defining Mum, a proud mum to three amazing girls all thanks to egg donation, following my own diagnosis of premature ovarian failure in my late 20s. I know from my own experience and speaking to many others that this isn't a simple path. It's not just a one-time decision and there's lots to think about many emotions to deal with and actually with very little support available and quite often we just don't know anyone else who can truly relate to how we're feeling. That's where this podcast can help. Through personal stories I'll be sharing relatable conversations as we talk about the hope and the expectations alongside feelings of shame, dealing with genetic loss, family resemblances, talking to others and importantly to our children about this lesser discussed family building story. Hello, and welcome to what is an extra bonus episode of the Redefining Parenthood podcast. And this is in collaboration with Altrui Egg Donation, who are a UK-based agency who specialise in finding and looking after altruistic egg donors for one-to-one donation. And I'm delighted today to be joined by two of their altruistic egg donors, Sarah and Molly, who are joining us to share their experiences. So for those of you who follow me, you may know that I've collaborated with Altrui and their sister company Apricity over the past couple of years to bring conversations such as this to you through joint webinars and other conversations. And Altrui, they also recognise the emotional impact that this process can have on recipient parents, especially where we come to egg donation, which is often following a long and difficult path to parenthood. And so they now provide all of their recipients with access to my donor conception support platform, Paths to Parent Hub, which includes a wide range of resources, perspectives, and conversations to support you on this journey, as well as a supportive community to help make connections with those who truly understand from a recipient parent perspective. And so I want to welcome Sarah and Molly. And um, just to let you know, we have changed their names just to protect their identity. Thank you so much for joining me. I suppose the first thing I want to do is to thank you for doing what you've done and, and for donating your eggs. And I know firsthand the impact that this can have not only on the person, but a couple, and also their wider families too. And quite simply, I think it's one of the most life-changing things that anyone can possibly do. I'm always in awe of people like you, and I love chatting to you about the reasons why you've donated, learning a bit more about you, emotions you felt, and what your experience was. So I'm going to start with Molly, um, and could you just tell us a little bit about you, and what led you to making the decision to donate?
1: Yeah, um, so honestly, so many people, whenever I say to people, you know, oh, yeah, I, I donated my eggs like a year ago now. And the first thing anyone asks me is, well, what made you want to do that? Why? Why did you want to donate your eggs? So it's like a question I've thought about a lot, really. And the only thing I can say, like, what made me really want to do it was, I've seen just so many people struggle with fertility and to see someone go through that and how emotional and exhausting it can be where I'm here I'm not using my eggs right now I don't need them so it kind of just made me think well someone else can use them someone else's life is going to be changed by something that really I take for granted a bit and It was actually by chance that I came across Altrui, because I'd been doing some research about it, looking into it, and it just came up on my Facebook one day, and yeah, I just
0: sent my form in. That's really how it all started. That's amazing. So it's just through seeing the experiences of other people who were struggling, you decided to help those. things
1: like that. And then also when, you know, I'm like registered to donate blood and I'm registered to donate my organs and things. So it just made me think, well, why... Can I not donate my eggs as well?
2: Yeah, really.
0: And and how did you kind of you came to that decision yourself? Did you discuss it with any family members or anyone else when you were you were coming to that decision? Because it's quite a, a big decision to make because effectively you're you're passing on your DNA in a yeah, way. Yeah, it um, is.
1: Yeah, I'm very open about it. So all my family know, all my friends know. I'm an ambassador now for Altrui as well. It's all over my social medias. But honestly, for the most part, everyone I told whilst I was coming to that decision were just very supportive. They did sort of ask, well, have you considered how you're going to feel if your donor couple is successful in having a baby? You know, sort of knowing that there's half of your... Yeah. genetics out there, I suppose. Um, that you're not gonna have anything to do with for at least 18 years and maybe they might never reach out. Yeah, so that was the one thing that I had to think quite hard about, I suppose. My donor couple have had a baby quite recently. I'm okay with it. I'm just really, really happy for them that it was successful and that they've completed their family now. And that's that's really I only had positive feelings
0: about it, so It's definitely, you know, been worth it and amazing. That is amazing. And I want to find out a little bit more about how did you feel when when you were matched, and then obviously when you found out that a baby had been born. Yeah. What sort of emotions did you feel?
1: I found the matching process with Altrui very reassuring. I've got to say because it's they don't just match you on oh well the parents, you know maybe want someone who looks a certain way or has certain qualifications or whatever they ask you about your values and what is important to you um and think just down to things that make you angry things that make you happy and they match you on so many different levels yeah that I was really happy when they said that they'd matched someone to me and they they didn't obviously I don't know loads about them um, yeah. but I knew they had a little boy already who was just absolutely desperate for a little brother or a little sister and it just wasn't happening for them so then that was even better then when I found out that they'd, they'd managed to have a little girl when I actually went in to do my egg donation it was really lovely because they sent a little gift and a card to the hospital um, so I got that when I came round from my sedation I've really not had, apart from when you're self injecting that's really the only negative bit for me i didn't have any other negative feelings about it yeah i've just i just really have enjoyed like the whole experience
0: and how do you feel now towards the recipient parents i mean what if you could send them a message to say how you're feeling what what would that be well
1: probably congratulations um yeah. <laughs> to start with on their new little girl and just that I hope she's just very loved and very happy and that they're just very content with their family now and I would 100% say if they ever wanted to reach out I would definitely be up for that I'd love to hear from her one day um but obviously if she doesn't want to do that that's fine as well I completely understand
0: yeah um
1: yeah and just I really hope that they're just happy now with their completed family.
0: Yeah, and and do you do you feel curious to know more about them and about about the child as well?
1: I do. Yeah, one of one of the things I've thought about is, I am curious. Does she look like me? You yeah. know, has she got any sort of resemblance to me, or as she yeah. yeah, as she grows up, will she have any of my sort of ways and my mannerisms and things like that, and um. And I do, yeah, I would love to know like things like what they do for jobs, um, you know, whereabouts they live, about their background. I'd love to know a little bit more about um, their little boy as well, Um, because I don't think he was donor conceived. I think he was um, Mm -hmm. IVF from mum and dad and then baby girl is donor conceived. Um, So I'd like to know their thoughts on that, actually. Because I I wonder how different it is when you already have a biological child yeah, and then you have a donor-conceived child.
0: Yeah, I often hear from people who are going down that path where they they have a child using their own genetics and Mm. they experience secondary infertility where they try and try and try for a sibling and it just doesn't happen and then they, they take the path. And there are often lots of different fears and worries and considerations to take into account because you're introducing another story into the mix yeah. Um, yeah. and so yeah I think it it's a complex situation but I, I've known from many families where they've been absolutely delighted to them welcome their donor conceived child and, and haven't felt any differently towards them and yeah. have just had to navigate their way through the the different story and, and how they tell that to both of their children
1: yeah yeah I mean it's, I would love them to you know, be able to tell her um how she was, you know, created and, and came about. Um yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And have you thought about, so obviously in the UK at the age of eighteen, the child can find out information and potentially contact you. Have you thought about how that might feel and, and what you might say? All of these different I, scenarios are imagine Yeah,
1: I mean I, I feel like they've all gone round in my head at some point for sure. Um and it when you obviously donate your eggs, you write um, a little message for any donor-conceived child that the couple might have in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've put in mind that if she ever wants to know anything about me, if she ever wants to reach out, then I'm absolutely okay with that. So she will know yeah. that if she wants to reach out, then the option is there for her. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just think, well, I wonder where I'll be in 18 years. Will I have my own children? Yeah. And then, you know, she might have
0: biological siblings that she wouldn't know about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and that's a conversation for you to have with your own children in the future if you have them, Definitely. isn't it? Uh, yeah. There's lots of things to consider. And I suppose it's, it's really nice that you've given that message. And, and I hear more and more of these messages where they they donors are saying i'm I'm open to contact and Mm. and what reassurance that gives to the parents and also to the child as well that if they want to find out more that that door is open and they they're going to be welcomed which is which is what you want really
1: yeah well i mean i knew if she's anything like me i would want to know so um that's why i I put it in there because i'm just I would want to know the reason for everything and explanation behind everything. So
0: yeah. um,
1: yeah, I'd rather know that the option is there than think, Oh, am I going to be rejected if I, you know, send that message on Facebook or yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It must be a huge thing for people to do. I know I've spoken to people who've done this after after doing a DNA test and finding their donor when it's been completely anonymous and it's a massive thing to reach out to somebody. Yeah. Um, but having those letters and having that information beforehand and being able to always get a sense of who you are as a person, I would hope would be helpful in that process and I suppose my other question is around in terms of how you see yourself in in terms of the role with this child I think quite often as a recipient parent there's there's that fear that you might be replaced one day as a mom or someone might see the the donor as the mom and yes they are the genetic parent and there's a biological link there but I just wondered from your perspective and and how do you see your role in this in this child's life? I don't
1: really like not in a harsh or a cold way, but I don't really see myself having a role apart from being able to help them create their family and, you know, bring a child into the world. I think that's for now, that's really where my role stops. I'm not there doing night feeds. I'm not there doing bedtime and bath time. You know, yeah. it's mum and dad who's going to be there reading the, bed, the bedtime stories. It's not it's not going to be me. Um, and I think by the time that that child becomes 18, I can't see them ever thinking of me as their mum. Yeah. Because they've had 18 years of their actual mum. I just don't think I would ever... I mean, I would never want to... Um, try and you know step into them shoes and become yeah. a mum because that's not why I did it um but I just I just don't see I, I suppose at the minute I kind of think of myself as maybe one of them distant family friends who yeah. you kind of lost contact with but then maybe one day you might reconnect I feel like that's maybe the best way of looking at it yeah um but definitely not in any capacity a parental role for sure yeah. I don't. And,
0: no, not me. And I think that that fear is often really big at the very beginning, and I know from my own experience and speaking to others that that kind of fades over time, and that yeah. you become more comfortable in your role as mum and know that I can't be replaced. But there's also space for this other amazing person that has made it possible for you to be a mum as well. And and I often think about our donor, and I'd I'd love to thank her, and mm. yeah, just to share my gratitude for what. Well, she's brought the three most amazing girls and it's it's such a a strange situation I think because there's almost this link and this bond between yourself with a complete stranger really yeah and yeah it's such a special link and a special bond and
1: yeah
0: yeah I think it it blows my mind sometimes to think about it but thank you so much Molly for sharing with us um and I might come back to you um in a second with any questions but I want to just bring in Sarah who um I'd love to kind of start with the same question Sarah really around just tell us a little little bit about you and and what led to your decision to donate uh
2: yeah so I'm a number three um I work full-time in the NHS um And I decided to donate because of my father-in-law, who passed away, sadly, in 2016. But actually, he took on five children that weren't his own. And he, to me, um, kind of symbolised the meaning of of being a parent and demonstrating that it's not about the biology and... Mm -hmm. What a selfless act to do. And it was in the same year that I was scrolling through, like Molly, uh, Facebook. And I came across El It was completely by chance. And I thought, ooh, what's this about? And as I looked into it and I thought, you know what? This is a really amazing thing to do. is to give somebody the opportunity to have a family. And and that's what I saw it as. Um, to me, I'm just providing an ingredient. There's a, there's a lot more that involved with having a baby, uh, nine months of labour, and then actually parenting that child. So actually, for me to give this tiny, tiny little leg that, like Molly, I'm not doing anything with, for somebody else to have the opportunity to have a family,
0: that's an easy decision for me. So that was my reason for donating. Yeah, and and that's amazing. It, just the, the differences in, in reasons for donating, I think it always... I always find it really interesting to see where that first seed was planted, and and for you, it was from your family experience and and seeing that it wasn't necessarily just genetics that that made a family.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, really, isn't all about the biology? And I think, you know, this the children that have come out of the donation. So I know that there's two two children, their siblings, their sisters, um. I mean, that's they are sisters and mum and dad and mum and dad and, and that's it. And I'm just somebody who provided that ingredient and that opportunity and chance because as you know, the road is a very long one. Yeah. And, you know, I think the egg donation is a very, very small part of it. Um and it you know, realistically, yes, there were appointments, but it was three, two, three weeks of my
0: time for us to change somebody's life. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. I mean, and you came at it from the perspective of you already had children yourself, so you knew what it was like to be a mom, and and did that factor in at all? And and how did you make that decision? Obviously, with your children in mind as well.
2: Yes, again, at that point, we had decided that we had uh, had our family and we were we were finished. We had two two children, and I think for me, again, it was a case of well. You know, they, they weren't the easiest of pregnancies. They weren't the easiest of births. Um, I wouldn't be without them. You know, they drive me crazy sometimes, but I wouldn't be without them. Yeah. And actually, I think, like Molly said, you don't actually appreciate what a tough road it is until you've either walked it or you've seen it from somebody very close to you. Um, you know you hear every day oh such and such is pregnant and oh such and such said their baby and yeah. actually it sounds really easy but when you break it down it's not um, it can be a real struggle for some couples and then with egg donation in particular the challenges with that and the acceptance as you know that this is my baby but it's not biologically my baby it's a lot to overcome and As I say, I feel my part as an donor is very, very small. In terms of talking to the children, we were very open. We were very honest. Um, They knew there was medication in the house. Um, They knew why I was taking it. And I'll always be open and honest with them and explain to them that they have two half-siblings, effectively, out there somewhere. And that's it. And they go, okay, all right then, (laughs) mum. um <laughs> our daughter's a little bit younger i you know just to expel another myth that i know comes about because i remember again through social media advertising and and putting out about our jewelry and my experience as a donor somebody called me in uh, the supermarket and said uh oh so you've got no eggs now And i said sorry and this is you've given all your eggs away yeah i said no no and they said oh but I thought that was what you do you just give them I said no no no, I've still got eggs and you know they sort of looked at me and said oh right okay how does that work and I actually went on to have another pregnancy after my donation yeah uh so we had our daughter um so again just you know even as a donor if you are thinking about maybe doing it because as as molly is she's not in that position to use her eggs at the moment it's not going to stop you or cause you fertility issues in the future as well so i think that's a really key message that we need to to get out there you know it's a very small proportion that's taken um and it certainly won't affect anybody else's chances in the future
0: yeah and how was the process for you sarah in terms of how did you feel looked after and and were those things explained to you by Altrui? Oh, 100%. I couldn't
2: have felt better looked after if I tried. I felt I was supported every step of the way. Everything was explained to me. I was always given the opportunity to turn around and say no or to stop the process at any time. I spoke with um, a trained therapist as well. I was given that opportunity just to talk things through, just to expel some of those thoughts, feelings, and emotions in a really safe environment. Yeah, and that's important. You know, every morning I travel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is, because there is, you know, it, you do get anxious and you do get worried and, you know, we do think, is my body going to do what it's supposed to do? And, you know, what if I let this couple down? Or, <laughs> you know, what if they're disappointed with what they see? <laughs> you know, so, and equally, I, I do know of a donor who never told her family because she didn't feel that they would approve. So, again, it's a really good process to have yeah. that you've got an independent voice to speak to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really, really was well looked after. I couldn't fault the team, either at the clinic, at Alturi. Everybody would check in on me. How was today's scan? How was egg collection? There was always somebody at the end of the
0: phone. Yeah. Always. Yeah, and I think that's really important, I think, from a parent perspective as well, like recipient parent. You hope that the donor is doing okay and you, you have this weird connection with them and, you hope that they're going to be looked after and you hope that they're doing it for the right reasons and they're the main things that you you just want them to be okay and to know that and I think that is really important and maybe not something I reflected on enough at the time because I was so engrossed in my own story and and how we we just needed to get past this next hurdle but I look back and I think I hope that she had an experience and would speak positively about it like you did and I think, like you say, it's important to have people to talk to. I think I was just thinking about the mirror in your own experience to mine because mine was I had to accept that I wasn't the biological mother to my child, but I they were mine, so they were my child. And whereas you've got to kind of get your head around the fact that that you are a biological mother to this child, but you are not the mother. So it's it's almost like the opposite. And then I can imagine. For some people, that's a big thing to get their head around. But for others, I think it's an easier thing to think of. And, and the way you ex, kind of explain it is that you you kind of were doing it for the reasons of, of helping this family and, and those eggs that you weren't going to use, but you knew could make such a big difference to someone else.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, there's always the long argument of nature versus nurture. And I believe nurture is the most important thing. Yes, biologically speaking, you can be a parent, um, but actually it's the nurture, it's the time. It's like Molly said, the night feeds, the dragging yourself out of bed in the middle of the night, it's getting up and sending them to school, it's wiping the tears when they've broken up with their partner for the first time, and or they've had a fight with a friend, you know, all those
0: things. Um, yeah, That's not biology. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is, it's like both can coexist but I think you think about the I was talk about the noun versus the verb so there's the noun which is like factually that is true you are a biological mother to that child but in terms of the doing word the verb the kind of the things that you've just described that happen every single day that's, that's a, a very different thing when it comes to donation and and it, it's kind of separating those out but like you say that's what that family experiences every single day, day in, day out, and I think although you say your part feels like a very small part of the process, it it's a small time period, but it's actually it has that huge influence throughout their lives, and there's always that connection there, isn't there?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I can I do take find days where I catch myself and think, how are they? How are they doing today? Like they'll be about this age, they'll be starting school, or I wonder what they're doing in their summer holidays. And yes. you do just catch yourself and think, I hope everything's going okay, and I hope I'm my DNA is not giving them too much trouble.
0: <laughs> and that's lovely to think that you you know you kind of think about it from from time to time and, and wish them the best. And yeah, I always wonder whether our donor ever thinks about us as a family or what happened after donating, because yeah, it just just stop there does it and i suppose for you as a, a donor as well and, and for molly you you are very much left in in the hands of what the child decides to do aren't you and suppose so if they choose to to find out you're there and and you've let them know that you're you're happy to be contacted you you expect that might happen but also there's a, a scenario where it might not happen as well and i can imagine that's quite a difficult one to get your head around
2: i think again it's very individual but what will be will be yeah. I think if you're meant to have that meeting, you'll have that meeting, but you've still got the comfort that you still helped a family.
0: Yeah. So
2: whether you ever, we ever meet or we don't, I know that that act gave somebody else the opportunity
0: for a family and that's all I need. Um, I don't need any more than that. Yeah. And have you thought about if they do come knocking in however many years time, what what your, your reaction will be, what... what... What will you do in that circumstance? I,
2: I just hope I don't disappoint. Um, I'm sure you will not. <laughs> to be not. honest. <laughs> I just, you know, it'll be open arms, you know, it, and it'll be a case of we'll be as involved or we'll be as uninvolved as you want to be. If it's just a chance meeting over a cup of coffee and a quick chat and that's it, that's fine. You know, it just, it we take it at whatever steps they want to take it. Um, I think it's it's bigger for them than it is for me because I've come to terms with the fact that they're not my daughters, they're not my children and that sits fine with me and I, yeah, we'll just take it as it comes. And and have you ever
0: kind of sat and thought about how them as children and and growing up into adults, what what they might think about it all and what they might want from, from a relationship? Have you ever thought that far ahead?
2: Um, In all honesty, no. (laughs) No, because I think it's, we don't know as donors what families choose to tell their children. And I think you have to accept that it's their journey and it's their decision to make. Like, I know uh, you're very open with your children and with the process that you've been through, but not everybody wants to be. So you have to accept that you don't necessarily know what The recipients have said um and what their plan is um so it's very much you wait and see and when it presents itself if it presents itself we just take it each day as it comes these are really tough emotions (laughs) that everybody's got to deal with so yeah i think we just see what the future brings it's going to be one of those things i think we can't predict it we can't say how we'll feel I think what I'd be interested to see is actually what they look like because a friend said to me once, she said, Isn't it amazing? Because yes, it's your egg, but it's the recipient father's sperm and mum's carried them. Yeah. Effectively, that's three sets of DNA in there. What are these children actually look like? What traits do they pick up? What do you know? Which bits are you? Which bits mum? Which bits dad? And I thought, yeah, that's a really. Really interesting yeah. thoughts. So. It's fascinating.
0: That uh, like owner. Yeah, science behind it. Because obviously, you've got half DNA from an egg donor in this instance, half DNA from um the father, or whether, whether it's a sperm donor or, or however the family is built. And then there's the whole influence of epigenetics and and that's always kind of debated as to how much influence that has and that influences um, which genes are switched on and off. So it doesn't actually change the DNA, but it influences how it's expressed. And then you've got the whole kind of nurture um, impact as well. And just even like recently, I've often wondered what the other way around, wondered what our donor must look like because I never saw a picture of her. And I look at our girls and I wonder which bits actually come from her. But I also see bits of myself. And I just this weekend had a picture taken with my daughter, and I could see my smile. And that's through <sighs> kind of mirroring and her picking up my smile and facial expressions. So it it really is fascinating. And um, I just wanted to say that last question around how, with you ever really sat and thought about how the child might be thinking that actually came from so many of these questions have come from people at different stages of the journey through my instagram account but this one actually came from someone who was donor conceived themselves um and i think it was just thinking about whether or not that is a thought process that goes through donors minds um at that point and and whether it's something that is considered this early on because i suppose you've got another however many years till till they reach 18 to to kind of think about these things. But Molly, if I just to come to you, and we've just been talking about that, mm. what the child might feel about this. And, and have you thought about that at all from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I have. I've thought about all sorts, to be honest. You know, I, I feel like when you're going through the process and the, the first um, counselling session you have, so many things go through your head. And I have always hoped that they would be honest with their child, yeah. Um. I know it obviously comes down to personal choice and what you you think is best for your child at, at the time. I always worried if they didn't know bits from the start, and if one day they found out, that would be maybe very confusing.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. You know, I suppose it's the same with children who are adopted and and don't know. But yeah, I think I think the thing that I was thinking about is. I'm pretty sure now you have to tell a child if they're adopted
0: yeah yeah there's I a didn't... lot more support there for yeah, yeah. parents when it comes to adoption and the research that has come out more recently and and kind of what we're hearing from people who are donor conceived is that they they want to be told about their genetic origins yeah. and they have that right to know and I've actually spoke about it on a, a more recent podcast episode all about talking to your children and that is the hope that through conversations like this and the other ones mm. that I've had that it will give recipient parents the, the confidence to to share um, what is their story in, in all ways. It, it is how they came to be and it's a part of who they are and I think I just shared a post more recently around that genetics aren't what make me a mum.
2: No. It's
0: all those other things but genetics are what make them who they are as well. They're yeah. a big part of it and so... I'm a huge advocate for for honesty and and I hope that that I would hope that for for the children that are, are being born today where there is more support there's more conversations around this and, mm-hmm. and like you say you've you've got that information there that that can be given to them at, at different ages to to really introduce them to to you through the letters that you write and yeah. just be interested in how you felt when you you started writing that letter because I can imagine there's a million things you want to say but you don't know how where to start.
1: Yeah, like a million things but then also what do you write because, you know, it's it's going to be this child that's you've helped to bring into the world but you're not going to meet them until they're 18. You've got no idea the kind of person they're going to turn out to be, whether they're even ever going to be bothered about reading this letter, you know. Just because they know they're donor-conceived, it doesn't mean that they feel the need to take that any further yeah um so yeah really all all I kind of put was you know I just sort of said I hope that you're happy and that you're content and that you have had an amazing upbringing really and um I just basically put all I hoped for her yeah in my letter um everything that I hoped her parents would be and everything that you know I I wanted obviously her to be everything they hoped she would be as well and um yeah there was a lot of emotions though when when you come to write that because there there is so much you want to say but obviously you can only fit it into a certain amount of words so
0: yeah (laughs) And, and actually the the parents accepted the match and they saw that so they must have really taken comfort from what you wrote in that letter as well and I've had some parents have shared some amazing words from donors that they've had in their letter and they've said it's just moved them to tears and it's just made them feel so much better about the process knowing that like I said earlier that they're doing it for the right reasons and that they're looked Mm. after as well. Yeah yeah, Sarah what about you how did you feel when you you came to pen that letter?
2: I really didn't know what to write to be honest because I thought You know, this this is quite a a big letter to write. You know, Um, I remember wishing them well on their journey, um, hoping that it all went well for them. And I think thanking them for accepting me and having me on that journey and and wish them all the best for the future. And, you know, and saying to them, when you're tired and you've hit that wall and you feel like you can't continue, trust me, it's worth it. Keep going um, because there is no better feeling than watching this little helpless person need everything from you, want everything from you and grow and become an individual of yeah. their own. And like you say, through um, my own children, we often laugh and joke and say, oh, God, you're just like your father, or he's just like your mum, and those mannerisms or those little looks—they again, they're all the genetic. They're not the genetic bits; they're the nurture bits um, that have influenced the children. And yeah, it's it's a really lovely letter to write, but also a really tough letter to write. Um, yeah, because yeah, you just you just don't know these people but like you say there's this real innate connection um but you've never actually met yeah. i don't, yes it's, it's surreal isn't it? it's a really bizarre feeling yeah, yeah. surreal that's a great yeah. word um i think that
0: just <laughs> it's it it's a really good yeah. word and it's it's a yeah real kind of magical connection and yeah but it's one thing that until you're in it I think it's really difficult to understand as well I think for some people on the outside it can be difficult for them to get their head around and and think about it and and it can take time but yeah I think exactly what you've just described there I mean I can't imagine the pressure in having to write something like that that is something that's probably going to be read to a child for um however many years and become that kind of one piece of information until they're able to make contact if they decide to um but I just wanted to to kind of finish this chat and it's been so amazing to speak to you both um, because we may have people listening who are intending to be recipient parents or are parents but we also might have people listening who are intending to donate as well or thinking about donating and I'd just love to hear from you both what what message you would give to someone who is thinking of donating their eggs um, and then I'll ask you about what you'd say to parents as well so um, Molly if I come to you first what, what would your message be to someone who's considering egg donation?
1: I would say think very deeply about it before you make your decision um, because if, if you're struggling to Kind of compartmentalise it and accept that that child is not your child, maybe give it some more time because it's very emotional, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're going through the IVF injections, that made me very emotional, um, it's, you've got to be, I would say also be, be really honest um, with your family and friends um because I was actually surprised how supportive people were and I know it's maybe people think it's not really a talked about subject and sometimes people think oh fertility is a little bit taboo but for the most part everyone was like this is an amazing thing to do and they were just so supportive um and then I think I would also say speak to the actual um egg donation organizations rather than just googling on random websites on the internet because i feel like there is going to be a lot of misinformation out there um you know like sarah was saying you don't lose all your eggs um it doesn't affect your fertility you know donating your eggs is not going to decrease your fertility um you have thousands of eggs so um that's it's not that's not a problem um Mm. and just yeah I mean yeah if all that's okay I would say do it because it's an amazing experience and you're going to change someone's life and it's just wonderful so that's what I would say
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that answer Molly because you didn't just go yeah just do it just do it it's it's I think you, you showed it's something you need to give serious thought to. It's not something yeah. you can just make a decision one weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. It is, you've got to consider all these different scenarios and to think through. And, and like you say, try and have that supportive around you as well um, from a family and a friend perspective. So thank you. And, and what about you, Sarah? Um, what would you say to anyone who is considering donating their eggs?
2: Yeah, I think I think Molly's, you know, she's hit it on the head. It's Egg donation is, is about you as an individual. Um, yes, it does involve implications depending on what stage you're at in your own life and whether you've got a partner, whether you've got children of your own and your sort of family, but equally, it's a very individual thing. It's your body. Um, they're your eggs and it's your choice, but this isn't, like you say, something you can decide over a weekend and think, oh yeah, I'll give it a go, see what happens. There is a commitment there. Um, there are implications, um but equally it is one of the most proudest moments of my life it is something that when people talk about fertility or they talk about having children i am very very proud to say i'm a donor and i'm very proud to say there are two little girls there is a family out there somewhere because i gave up my time yeah to help them so yes a hundred percent this is not a decision you make lightly um equally yes discuss it get the facts and it has to be facts reliable information um but it is your individual decision as an egg donor uh, because you'll carry that with you in your life um but again, I cannot describe the pride I feel when I say I'm an egg donor.
0: And I can, I can hear that in your voice. And, and I think you've pulled out a really good point there as well. It's not just like this one-time decision that you do it, you move on, you never think about it again either, is it? It is it is a decision for life, but it's a, such a life-changing decision and you can make such an impact. On I often think about the impact that our donor has had on our family and the fact that the girls are here now but not just that it's made me a mum and my husband a dad it's made aunties uncles grandparents and that ripple effect so yeah you should be proud you should be so proud of of what you've done and um yeah and I think it's just amazing that you've done this with with such open eyes um and you've really thought it through and yeah, you've done it for the right reasons as well. So thank you. And just for the final point, I just want to ask you both, because I'm sure there will be lots of recipient parents listening to this, whether they're at the very beginning or maybe they might even be pregnant after donor conception or, or parenting. And what what message would you send to them? Um, I'll come to you first this time, Sarah.
2: Um, I think my message to you would be, If you are in the early stages and you are considering a donor and you're looking at a donation, um, look after yourselves. Take your time. Look after you. um, Be kind to you. It's a big decision and it's a tough decision and there's a lot of big, heavy emotions that you're going to have to battle with. Um, If you've been fortunate and you are now a family, good luck yeah, it has its highs yeah, it has its lows but it's worth it um and yeah you you will get through it you'll get there
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's worth saying because often like I think quite often when you've been through infertility and you've struggled to have a family it's very hard to say that it's hard at times and it is mm-hmm. you have to feel like you're not you're not grateful for uh, for what you've got but parenting that's is it. it's uh, yeah yeah it has it's huge highs but yeah it's not by no means easy. No. <laughs> Thank you. And and finally Molly any sort of message from you for for people who are on this path to parenthood? I think I would say
1: as a donor um if you have been successful in conceiving we are all so happy for you. That is the best we could hope for. Um from our side is that you know, it's successful for you because I know a lot of the times when I was going for scans and, and taking medications and all I was thinking was, it's oh God, you know, I hope this works. I hope this works for them. I hope they don't think they're wasting their time. Um, just know that we do think about you. Um, we do know that it's not easy. You're always in our, in our thoughts when we're going through it. Um, and, uh, yeah just just keep going really because it will be so worth it in the end and we I, I mean I'm obviously I can't speak for all donors but I know for myself and for Sarah as well we 100% just do it to try and help people you know for the for the right reasons and yeah we just want we just want them to be happy and be fulfilled and, you know, complete their families. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. And you both are amazing, amazing people to do such a thing, because I know you say lightly that it's just a small part, but it is also huge as well. You give up a lot of time and put a lot of emotion into this. So, yeah, just thank you from me and, and also thank you on behalf of all the other recipient parents as well that was when I asked for questions in my Instagram stories um, I had a couple who said to me I haven't got a question but please can you just thank them for me because oh. what they've done is just incredible so thank you to you both and, and thank you so much for your time and sharing with us yeah yeah. Thank you. If you've listened, I hope you found this conversation helpful. I hope it's helped you whether you're considering donating your eggs or whether you're considering using donor eggs. And if you're neither, I hope it's been enlightening. And if you wanted to find out more about altruistic egg donation, I'll put the details in the show notes. If you wanted to come and follow me, I'm over at defining Mum on Instagram. And there is also paths to parent hub, which is my support platform to help people at whatever stage of their journey with support around emotions and fears and things such as talking to your child. So there's lots of resources, conversations and different perspectives to listen to there. Thank you again and I will be back soon.